Good morning and welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 157, 2019, September 29th. This week, we celebrated three years of life. Our church is just a, a little toddler, but we are fearless in the name of Jesus. I will invite you to stand up and let's sing to God. Do you want to do that? There are wonderful things that uh, happened this week to us here in the church. So, yeah, it's a good time to sing. Father, we thank you. We give you the songs that Tracy prepared for us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive our adoration. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gathered in your name, we're calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awaiting desire, will burn our hearts with truth. You're the reason we're here, you're the reason we're singing. in this place your glory on our face we're looking to the sky descending like a cloud you're standing with us now lord unveil our eyes you're the reason we're here you're the reason we're seeing
Who doesn't have needs, my friends? Being needy is not a bad thing, actually. It's just an opportunity to, to know God better, to get to know Him better. Dear Father, we all are in need of your mercy and your touch. We all, Lord, need you. We are here, Father, in your holy presence, trusting entirely in your mercy, depending totally, Lord, in your authority, in your love, in your kindness. We are here, Lord, knowing that nothing that we can do will change really anything in our future if it's not your will. But your will, Lord, is to bless us, to help us. So here we are, Father, in this moment, acknowledging your greatness, that you are the king of the universe, that you are our father, that you are our sustainer, you are our redeemer. You are our healer. You are the source of all solutions, Lord, for our problems. You forgive us. You restore us. You take us back into your kingdom. You help us, Father. We are a group of people, Father, that need you. We need you, Lord. We just need you, Father. We just need you, Lord, with all of our hearts. You know our trials. You know our challenges. You know our difficulties. You know our limitations. You know our needs. You know, Father, everything about our lives. And Lord, we just don't want to go anywhere else to ask for help but you. Because you are the king of the universe. You are the ruler of this world. You are the authority in our lives. And you can change everything in our lives, Lord. So we present to you one more time our lives to you, Lord. Here we are. In so much need of your help for your provision whether it's health or money work customers protection Father you know what we need we just bow down before you this morning we bow down before you Lord to say to you that we trust you Lord we trust you Lord we trust you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We adore our Lord through song and prayer. We adore our Lord also through our giving. And I'm going to invite you, my friend, watching. Perhaps you would like to 
give a contribution to our ministry, you can do it going to our website, thechurch.us, and then look for the tab Give online, and you can do it there. Or also you can do it through a text message. The phone number is 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. A beautiful necklace is the message of this morning, September 29, 2019. It's our worship service number 157. And I invite you, my friends, you are watching, go to our website, thechurch.us, and look for the bulletin of the day. Download the digital version, the PDF, so you can have access to it as we have it here in the church today. When you see this picture on the screen and you see this necklace, you cannot do other thing but admire that thing. It's a beautiful piece of jewelry. Of course, tastes are different, correct? Everyone has a different taste. Everyone likes different particular colors, shapes, and material as well. As well. But it is a beautiful necklace. Do you know that you are beautiful in the eyes of God? In the eyes of God, you are beautiful because you are his temple. Read with me 1 Corinthians 3.16. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are God's temple. God's Spirit lives in you. That makes you beautiful. That makes you special because the good Lord is in you. But when you are thinking of uh, pieces of jewelry like that color, you know that it's not easy to to make a beautiful piece of jewelry. It's not easy. Whether it is gold, white gold, or pink gold, whatever kind of colors now they have in gold, there is always a, the possibility that uh, jeweler, jewelers or whatever the profession of those people are, <laughs> they will work hard in order to have this piece done in such a way that will, you will be amazed. Requires a lot of work, you know that. Creating a collar or necklace, uh, it could be a band or a ring. It is not, it's not an easy job. It requires a lot of work, requires effort. Uh, and uh, that is what happens with us. You know, you are beautiful, but the Lord has to work with us in order to make us look better. Okay? Now, what, what are the key ingredients in, in all this formula to have a beautiful, ne beautiful necklace? Well, the first thing is that we need to have high-quality com components. Would you agree? In order to have a nice necklace, the first thing is you need to have high-quality components. And those components need to be put together in unity, all together, united, correct? And once they are connected, they, they need to look in harmony. So when you have those three things, you will have a beautiful necklace, and it's going to look great. Now, who doesn't like the idea of having a beautiful piece of jewelry, whether it's a necklace or a ring or whatever? Who doesn't like that? Well, people say, well, I am not into jewelry. Well, let me tell you, that even if you don't like jewelry, if somebody gives you a beautiful piece of jewelry, you will appreciate that and you will say, oh, I like that because it looks great. And you know what happens when, when that piece of jewelry is on you? Brings distinction. Have you noticed that? 
You go to a special party, a special event, and you see somebody wearing a special jewelry, and that person looks distinguished. Somehow, it's special what that does in the life of people. Now, I want you to know that you and I and everybody, we all want to have success in our projects. We, we all want that. We want to have success because basically makes us look good. It makes us look distinguished. When, when you are accomplishing things with your career, with your business or whatever is what you do, people look at you with good eyes and say, let me introduce you to such and such. Now, this is such and such. This is what this person does. And you are accomplishing things. It makes you look great. Do you think the Lord wants you to, to look great? Of course he wants you to look great. It's like us with our kids. We have Bailey here today so beautifully. And it's a, it's a pleasure to Keisha to take the time to dress her and yeah. fix her hair. Because this is what parents do. Well, the good Lord is doing the same thing with you. The good Lord, your father, wants you to look great. Not just physically, my friends, you know, spiritually, that you accomplish success in what you do. He wants you to do that. Okay. So, but in order for you to be successful, remember there are three things that we need. If you want to succeed in whatever you are doing, you need to have harmony in whatever you do. All the things that you are managing, they, be, they need to be in unity. And at the same time, they need to have high quality components. Whatever is what you do, if you don't have those things, you're not going to, to succeed fully. You need the high quality components. You need to have those elements in unity and all of that working in unity. Every project is the same. You know that. Now... Although you have your personal projects, keep in mind that you are also a component in God's projects. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought that you could be a component in God's projects? You are a key element in what the Lord wants to accomplish. Have you ever thought about it? Maybe you have, and you know that. And you know this. When you are a great component in God's projects, you can expect success in your personal projects. Simple as that. Here is the good Lord. He has his projects for everybody in the, in the church. He has projects for us to do. And you become a component. You participate in those projects. You are part of the, the work of God. Naturally, you can expect success in your personal projects. You know that the church is, is the body of God on earth. And you need to become a great component in the church. You have to. Like a, like a piece of jewelry, like that necklace that I show you the picture. Imagine if you are a component, you need to be a great component in that whole project the Lord has. You have to be good quality. To make that project look good. Now, what are the things that you need to do practically, my friends? Well, the first thing is you need to find your place in the local church. And my friend watching, I encourage you to, to find a local church wherever you are watching. 
find a local church and try to find a place there that you can serve the Lord there. Whatever is what you do. Simple things, my friend, that we do for the Lord in our church, maybe in the eyes of people, they are insignificant, if you like. But they are important. And that is the first thing that we need to do. As a component, as a great component in God's project, the first thing is find a place to serve in your church, in your local church. And everyone here in the church, all of you guys, you all help. In one way or other, you say, I'm going to help with this. I'm going to do this little thing. Little things. And I thank you for doing what you do. Every week. I thank you for your participation in the work of the church. But I encourage you, my friend watching, if you are not part of a local church, become part of a local church and participate there working. The second thing that is very important for everyone to know is that we need to stop being selfish. We have to stop being selfish. If, if we don't stop being selfish, we are not going to succeed. I am very grateful that here in Victory Church, every and each one of you guys, every single time that we reach out and we say, can you help us with this? Can you help us with that? You are willing to help. And I am so grateful that you do that. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen everywhere, you know. And my friend watching or listening, if you are the kind of person that you just don't care for what's going on in the church, that's not good for you. You need to stop being selfish because you are not going to succeed in life. I don't know your personal experiences, my friend, all of you. I don't know all of the experiences, but I know my personal experience. And I know what has happened in my life. I know those seasons when, when I just decided to, yeah, I'm going to be in the church. I want to do a little thing here, but uh, leave me alone. After I do that, don't bother me, you know? That, that's enough. That's enough. Uh, now I, I care for my own thing. I, I have done that before. I did that. And what was the result? Again, I'm telling you my experience. I know what happened to me. Every time I became selfish and saying, I don't care. This is their problem. Even in the church, it's not my problem. Every time I act that way and I thought that way and I became selfish, every single time I failed in my personal projects. Every single time. And I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, if you probably identify with what I am saying, but I came to a point when I was tired of the same thing. It was like, not, this is not working, and this is not working. Why this is not working? And I understood, finally, that the reason was that I was selfish. Simply, I was selfish. I just wanted to get what I wanted for myself. And once I came to that point, it took me a while to change. You know, what I'm saying here to you probably is simple to comprehend. 
But to live that takes years. And I know that you can understand. It takes years for us to realize how selfish we are. You know what? We sometimes can't see it. We are so blind that we, we don't see it, how selfish we can be. <laughs> it takes years sometimes. And after two or three years, you realize one day and you say, man, that was bad. Three years later. My gosh, that was wrong. Five years later. Man, how selfish was I? <laughs> it takes time. But the beauty is that eventually when that happened and we say, okay, I'm no, I don't want to be selfish anymore. I'm going to start doing what the Lord wants me to do. Things get better and better. But I want to share with you beautiful scriptures today, guys. That Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to, to read this with you. Because they are so beautiful, simple passages of the scripture, but so, to me, so, they are so beautiful, so, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for here? It's like a light to my path. Just like that. They just a light to my path. The first one, 1 Corinthians 3.23, you belong to Jesus Christ, is what it says this scripture. Why this scripture is so powerful? Well, because I, I belong to him. In other words, what, I, what, what is what I should do? I will do whatever he wants me to do. In 1 Corinthians 4, 7, this, this is a powerful scripture. Listen to this. Who do you think you are? Everything you have was given to you. So, if everything you have was given to you, why do you act as if you got it all by your own power? <laughs> that is what I was saying earlier about being selfish. There is a point, friends, where when we were just so selfish that we just we were absolutely convinced that we were where we were because we get we got us there. I did it on my own. It was my own strength. But I don't know if you agree with me that at this point today, now where you are, everything that is around you, everything that you can see, everything that you can touch, everyone that is around you, everything is given to us. So why, listen to the question, why do you act as if you got it all by your own power? Why? Why do we do that? It's because we are selfish. We, we just don't want to see the reality that is the good Lord giving us all that. Now, some people say, well, you know what? I am free. I live in a free country. I can do whatever I want. Now, this is what 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says. I am allowed to do anything, you say. My answer to this is that, that not all things are good. Even if it is true that I am, I am allowed to do anything, I will not let anything control me like a slave. Indeed, we are allowed to do whatever we want because we are free. We are adults. It's a free country. But not necessarily because it's free, it's good. Because we can do it, we will do it. And the worst part of it is that we can become a slave of whatever what we want to do, we do. 
1 Corinthians 6.19. You should know that your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit that you receive from God and that lives in you. You do not own yourselves. That is so clear. We do not own ourselves. So it's not just like that. Well, I'm going to do whatever I want. No, we don't own ourselves. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 6.20 God paid a very high price to make you His. So honor God with your body. He paid the price to make us His. We belong to Him. Well, obviously, if we belong to Him, He paid the price for our lives. We should be honoring God with our bodies. Philippians 3.3, section B, it says, We do not trust in ourselves or anything we can do. We take pride only in Christ Jesus. Friends, it doesn't matter what is your profession. It doesn't matter if you have degrees. It doesn't matter if you have money sitting in the bank. It doesn't matter if you work for this huge company, corporation. It doesn't matter if you have this contract and you feel that you are so well taken care of. It doesn't matter what is what you see around you and you think that that is giving you security. It doesn't matter. All those things actually are dangerous for us sometimes. Why? Because we put our trust in those things. If somebody calls you and says, I want to give you an offer, a job offer. I want you to work for me. And here is your contract. Your contract is for this amount of years, for this amount of money. All that you have to do is this. And you think, I can do that. Will you sign it? If they are giving you exactly the money that you want to, to receive for all those years, for all that time, you will say, yeah, I will sign that contract. And you will be happy, thinking, well, that is great. The Lord blessed me. Correct. So far, it's true. But what is the problem? The problem is that at some point, we put our trust in that contract. We put our trust in that business. We put our trust in that company. We put our trust in, in our skill, in our degree, in the money sitting in the bank. We put our trust in those things. Philippians 3.3 says, we don't trust in ourselves or anything we can do. No. No. We don't trust in those things. We take pride only in Christ Jesus. Only. All our trust is in Him. We just rely on Him. And we say, Lord... I'm not trusting in myself. I'm not trusting in my degrees. I'm, don't, I'm not trusting in my contacts. I, don't, I am not trusting in this great business that I have. I, my faith, my trust is not in, in my salary. My trust is not in this income that I have every month. My trust is not in this boss of mine that he, he says this and he says that. Or this customer saying this or this customer saying that. My trust is not in none of those things, Lord. I will put my trust only in you. Only in you, Lord. Because all those things around those guys, they are fragile. And they are temporary. We see those things for a moment. 
You get a contract and you see the contract, but you don't read the little letters, you know, the clause that it says that if you do this or if that, that, they will cancel the contract. And then, then what? You lose everything. And what is the problem? The problem is that we put the trust, our trust in those things. And that is exactly the opposite of what the Lord wants us to do. You know, he wants us to trust in him alone. Philippians 3.8, section B. All things are worth nothing compared with the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Nothing is more important than my Lord. Nothing is more valuable than the knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. In 3.9 it says, in Christ I am right with God. But, but my being right does not come from following the law. It comes from God through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be right with God, not because of the way that I behave. I am right with God, not because I am doing the right thing. Of course, we do the right thing, we behave, but that is not why we are right with God. We are right with God through faith in Christ Jesus. It's his faith in us that makes us right. Philippians 3.13, I know that I still have a long way to go, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. So we are here right now, we understand these things and we say, dang it, I did it again. I was just thinking that now that I got this contract, now that I got this job offer, now that I have this business going on, now that I have this thing here, now that I have this or that, I realized I, I was putting my trust in these things. Oh my goodness, I did it again. Well, it's true. We do it again and again and again. But that's why we need to go again to the scripture. It says we need to forget what is in the past. Yeah, that was a mistake. But we are not going to do it again. I need to, to go to the goal before me. And what is this goal? Philippians 3.14. Listen carefully to the goal. I keep running hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine. Because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. That is the real goal. The real goal is not this pretty house and these great things around us. The real goal is, is not to have this amount of money in the bank. This amount of money sitting there in the 401. The real goal is not to have this income, steady income, so we can just relax. That's not the real goal. The real goal is our life up there in heaven. That is the real goal, my friends. Because every one of us, all of us, eventually our bodies are going to deteriorate and stop working. Sooner or later, accidents happen. Things can happen and then boom. Finito. Caput. Se acabó. It happens. So we cannot put our hope in our goals and just acquiring things and getting things. No, our hope should be heaven. Heaven. Keeping our minds 
focused on heaven, focused on the Lord. That's what we need to do. That's why when we think about a beautiful necklace, and we know that we need to be a good component in God's project, everything starts with when we say, okay, I need to find my place in the local church. Why? Because when you find your place in the local church and you say, I'm going to take care of this little thing. And friends, if you here in the church still do not have a little responsibility in the church, assume one. Pick one thing. Pick one thing. You will say, well, what can I do for God? What can I do for my church? Pick one thing. Whatever is what you can do. Whatever is what you like to do. And you say, this is something that I can do. I'm going to sign up for this. Because when you are involved in doing your work in the church, you know, that is the first step to refocus on heaven. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You start to think more about God and more, and more about the Lord, the church, the kingdom, heaven, when you find your place in the local church. And then is when I'm saying to you one more time, we have to stop being selfish. We have to stop being selfish because, you know, it, it's so easy to, to, to get selfish, especially in the work of the church. Because we say, well, somebody's going to do it. <laughs> such and such person always does that. He is going to take care of that. She is going to take care of that. No, I'm not going to do it. Why will I do these things for everybody for free? Why? And everybody else is sitting there and I am working here. Why? What is that? Selfishness. So we need to say, you know, what is what I can do for the Lord? I'm going to do it because I want to focus in heaven. I want to focus in eternity. I'm going to do it for you, Lord. You stop being selfish. And the third thing is, once you know what is what the Lord wants you to do, focus on that. Focus on what God wants you to do. Focus on that. Just pay attention to that and just don't, don't worry about the rest of the things. Because when you care for God's kingdom, he will show you how much he cares for your personal projects. You see that? The best way that I can explain this to you is this. You are in your house. You have kids in the house. Some are little, some are teenagers, some are young adults. They are in your house. And you have responsibilities in the house. And there are some kids in the house, they just want to play and have fun. They want to go to the fridge, open the fridge, get the drinks, get the fruit, get the meals, open the, the snack area, grabbing their snacks and just eating and having fun, watching TV. They don't like to clean. They don't like to help with anything in the house. But there are other kids that they are more conscientious. And they come and say to you, Mom, what can I do for you today? Is there anything else? Dad, what can I do here to help? Because I'm aware, you know, my siblings, they don't want to do much. But, 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 but I can do something. So what can I do? So here you are as a dad, as a mom, and you see that you have kids that they just don't care. Well, what are you going to do with them? But you have the others that they care. And they are the ones asking you, what can I do now? And you say, well, you know what? What if you help me take the trash out? What if you help me clean the bathroom? What if you help me doing this? 
Little things, little things. Slowly, you assign things to those guys, to those children of yours in the house. Now, Friday comes, and here are all the kids, excited because of the weekend. And then the kids say, Dad, Mom, this thing is going on in the school, in the park, in the neighborhood, here and there with the family. I want to go. Okay, it's possible, you say. And then the ones that are not healthy, the ones that are just eating and taking advantage of everything else, they are the ones that say, can I have $5, please? Can I have 10 please? Can I have some money? And you just look at them and you are thinking, you didn't offer help ever. You don't even make your bed. It's a fight every day just to fulfill your basic responsibilities in the house. And yet you want money? Look at your siblings here. They were helping me. And they are not asking me for anything. You as a dad, as a mom, you know what you're going to do. You will reward those who were helping you in your home. You as a dad, as a mom, you will do that. And those that are not helping and just spending and spending and using things, you might give them something. But it's not the same. You will not feel the same. Do you see that? Okay, the house is the kingdom of God. You are the kid. And God is the father. Now you tell me what kind of kid do you want to be in the house of God? The one that is just opening the fridge, getting the drinks, getting the snacks, eating and just having fun and not wanting to do anything for the house of God? Or you are the one who is always, what can I do here? Let me put the groceries in. I'll go with you to the grocery store. I will carry this. I will do that. I will clean the bathrooms. I will do this. That, that is the big difference, friends. The Lord wants to use us. You are beautiful in His eyes. He wants to, to show you off. You know? He wants to say about you, look at my kid. Look at my children. Look at these kids of mine. They, they are wonderful. But you need to understand that we are components of that necklace. The necklace is the kingdom of God. And we need to be great components. Working in unity and harmony. All together to make that necklace beautiful. And we can do that, guys. We can do that. Now, my friend watching or listening... I know that sometimes for you it's, it's, it's complicated because you are thinking, I don't know what they are talking about. And, and the thing is, because you don't have a relationship with God yet. And I want to invite you today to open your heart to God. He loves you and He wants to change your life. He wants to show you a new path. And the way to do it is by opening your heart, saying a prayer here on the screen. You can see an example of a prayer and if you want to say it with me go ahead connect with God by saying these words dear God I acknowledge that I have been selfish I'm sorry that I have not been a good child of yours I didn't care much for anything about you or your kingdom I have been cold towards church 
I am aware that all that is wrong. I am sorry, Lord. I need to learn to give you the best of me. I need to change. I give you my heart and my life. They belong to you anyway, but I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Please help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. My friend, you open your heart, pray in that way. That's the first step. Let the Holy Spirit continue blessing you and revealing what are the new things for you. And then we all say together here, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. That is the declaration of faith that we all say here. And friends, you receive the blessing of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy your family and friends. Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.